This is the Infatuation Podcast, where I get together with a few friends and talk about Asian things and Asian people that we love. This is Curtis, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about YouTube, the food edition. Welcome to episode number seven. So glad you could be here with us. We're making a, a lot of episodes lately, so it's fun to talk to, to new people. Uh, it's still kind of early in our podcast history, but it's exciting to see new listeners come on board. Uh, you can see on our little Podbean um, statistics that we have listeners in Germany. Guten Tag, Deutschland! And we have listeners in Hong Kong, Indonesia, Taiwan. Welcome everyone out there. Uh, in the States, I'm still trying to figure out why the infatuation army is so strong in Ohio. So anyone in Ohio, please write to me. <laughs> Who are you? Also, North Korea came online this week. Uh, did I say North Korea? Yeah. <laughs> North Korea. North, not, not, we, are, we are not big in North Korea, but <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina is where we are big. We have a few a few folks in North Carolina. North Korea, maybe, but they're not showing up in our analytics. So they may be using a VPN. Maybe they're in Ohio. Maybe their VPN is showing up in Ohio. Well, uh, welcome North Koreans and North Carolinans, whoever you are out there. Thanks, everyone, for listening to us, as usual. Uh, last week, we talked about YouTube, but we talked about Asian creators, kind of just general creators that are just doing channels. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about YouTubers, big and small, that are, in particular, talking about food. And so I brought on a couple folks to talk to me about this because... Um, it is no fun to talk by yourself. So we have two guests joining us this week. We have all the way from San Francisco, <laughs> we have Mandy. Welcome, Mandy. Hi, Curtis. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no, it's fun having you. Uh, I, you know, One of the excuses of doing a podcast is you get to talk to people that you don't see all the time. So this is good. Uh, and also, we have another friend, Mandy. I think you know this person as well. We have Kelly! Ooh, also from San Francisco. Also all the way from San Francisco. Uh, no secret, we all work together. Well, well, two out of three of us still work together. Well, we don't have to talk about that. Okay, <laughs> we won't get in there. Anything new going on, Kelly? Um, I'm drinking this rice drink mm. that I got from H Mart in Daly City, and it's pretty poppin'. You should go. Um, it's a new H Mart, and they have an amazing variety. If you've never been to H Mart, it's a Korean market, and it has everything, literally everything, including your lunch, your dinner, and tomorrow's lunch and dinner. I go there, like, every week. Well... I can tell y'all are not listeners to the Infatuation Podcast <laughs> because episode three was called Crying in H-Mart. And we actually, um, I actually went to H-Mart just for the podcast, just to do research on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, no, it's an amazing place. It is an amazing place. Um, have you had their food there? Have you gone to Deho or the, what's it called, Left Wing? Have you tried the fried chicken? I have tried Left Wing. Mm. Yeah. 
What do you think? Out I of ten, out of ten, yeah. would... it's it's decent. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like Deho. Deho is probably my favorite. Okay. I think. okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got to, you know, we should do, you know, you all, um, you both could easily have done an episode on K-dramas. You could have done an episode with me on food. You could have done an episode on almost anything that we've already talked about. So, yeah, we should do, the three of us should do a food episode as well. Well, we are kind of doing a food episode. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was what this episode was about. Yeah, but, you know, there's actually not going to be any of us eating during this episode. What I'm talking about is we need to go get some food and yeah. talk about food. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. We're down. All right. So, yeah, we got to. I've been talking about trying to do a podcast on location. So maybe we'll do a podcast at H Mart live. Oh, live. <laughs> we'll oh. Do, maybe we should do an Instagram live podcast from H Mart. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe we should like purchase some things uh, right? and then like test it out and then record a podcast. Yeah, I was talking about that. We were talking about um, possibly doing Asian frozen food mm. um, and testing it out. But the, the tricky thing is not everyone has a Trader Joe's. Because like I told you, Mandy, we're we're big in, in Germany. And, oh, right, uh, you right. know, so <laughs> right. Our German listeners, our Australian listeners would not be able to get the Trader Joe's. So I don't that know. True. I'm not sure how that would work. but There yeah. are Asian markets, though. Yeah, in, so in Germany. we can maybe find find some universal or international frozen foods to try but yeah that would be super fun i think that'd be super fun all right uh mandy you up to anything what's new with you what's going on nothing just trying to enjoy my summer i always have like a long list of like books i want to read that i don't get to during the school year um but they just end up sitting on my nightstand (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I still don't, I still haven't figured out why you decided to work this summer. Like, why would you do such a thing? I know, I know. <laughs> it just it sounded appealing when I was yeah when I applied. You know, work is for suckers, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maddie, I feel you. I actually taught one summer too, and that was actually one of my favorite classes. Yeah. No. I yeah. I I think like when I'm there, it's fun. I think it's all the prep work and like all the things that you have to like prepare for. You know. Class. I think it's it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For those of you who haven't figured out, we all work at school together, so we could we could have the whole summer off doing nothing. And that yet, sounds ideal now. And yet Mandy decided to work. But <laughs> but you know what? You're making you're making good money, helping the kids, you know, it's over pretty soon, so that'd be good. All right, so let's do a couple quick questions just so our audience gets to know you both a little better. Um, do you have a favorite type of channel that you like to watch on YouTube? Uh, since we are talking about YouTube, um, is there a favorite type of YouTube channel that you tend to watch? Um, I tend to, like, I really like DIY or, like, flipping furniture. <laughs> ah. Yeah, Um I just kind of like how they take like, oh, here's this old nightstand. Let me flip it into something beautiful and sell it for like five times the price. Or I like those Ikea hacks. Sometimes they have these yeah. Ikea hack channels. Yeah, I really like them. That's pretty. It cool. makes me think that like I can kind of, you know, flip it yeah. or like make my own furniture. But Have you ever attempted like your own DIY? I like purchased some materials during like quarantine, you know, and I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I never took it. And I just never did it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kelly? What do you watch on YouTube when you're just killing time? 
Um, I have recently been watching this channel where this guy makes big versions of food. Like he'll make a large ramen, like the size of like this, ah. and like a big boba that's like super tall. And he would just like measure a bunch of ingredients, like 30 onions. And it's just so satisfying Crazy. to watch. And he's just, I, I know who you're talking about. I think that uh, he's just a nice personality too. He's... Yeah, he's so nice. I think his name is Alvin and he's like part of the Tasty channel. Yeah, yeah. We Ooh. may get into them because I, I, you know, I I think I watch Inga Lam and, uh, and Alvin and they're both, they're both really seem like down to earth folks. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that might lead into our next question. Are there any YouTube stars, quote unquote stars, that you would like to meet? Anyone that you've been watching for a while, like, oh, I'd really like to meet them. <laughs> no. Head sh- shoulder shrugs. Head shakes. I'm heading over to my YouTube right now. <laughs> I would love to, like, go on the show and, like, eat with them. Yeah, right. You know? I think, you know, we're going to talk, I think we're going to talk about Worth It later, but I, I'd love to go on an episode of Worth It. That would be fun. Mm. That would be super fun. There was an episode where they brought on a kid and they were doing hamburgers or something. They brought on a kid, a uh, guest host. <laughs> oh, cute. And so that was super fun. Yeah. Curtis, you should apply to be a guest host. You'll be amongst all the other kids who apply. <laughs> <laughs> and by kids, you mean people under 60, right? That. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's an age gap. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, why not? Send them an email. Say, hey, have you heard of the Infatuation podcast? You know, we're we're big in Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure it'll bump through ratings in Ohio. All right. um, Let's see. Let me go ahead and introduce today's topic. So today we're talking about YouTube, but specifically YouTube food channels that are created by different Asian creators and some of them are people who cook and some of them are people who eat or just talk about food so i asked uh mandy and kelly to give it a little thought or or maybe just uh look up some new ones that they haven't seen before and so we're just going to talk through a few of them and as usual we'll play a couple clips and we can talk through that as well so our first category is to think about an asian youtube channel where they eat food so this is this is pretty wide category. This is actually a popular category uh, on YouTube. It's amazing some of the followers they have. So are there any channels that you watch where they eat food? Um, the first person who popped into my head was Mike Chen. Ah, Mikey Chen. Yes, he has like ten different YouTube channels. He does. Strictly Dumpling, Mike Chen, and. 10 others. <laughs> um, but he's pretty OG. Mandy, have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah, I have. He's so amazing. Like, he seems like a brother and he's just so down to earth. Like, his videos aren't like fantastically like filmed, but they are fantastic in content. My fan, <laughs> if you're listening to this, <laughs> okay. if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> No, I I agree. If she comes across, like you said, as an older brother or just as a as a guy who likes food, you know, I mean, let's be honest, he's not super cool. You know, <laughs> he's not like, you know, he's not like a 25 year old guy with great hair or anything like that. But uh, but he's relatable, super relatable. Right. 
Like, but he's been trying to get into, not trying to, he's been doing this for a while, for like 10 years, I think, uh, eating and doing that, but he's really blown up. Um, let's look up his stats here. He's got, so this channel, Mikey Chen channel has 1.38 million subscribers. Yeah. Simply Dumpling is 3.79 million subscribers. So that's a ton. Here, let's Mm -hmm. watch. That's Not a lot of people know about this place. I really don't think. I think it's a very local place. <sighs> Classic dish number one, wheat noodles. So basically every city I go to, I seek out food like this because, you know, obviously this is my childhood food. This is what I grew up on. And it's something I truly miss every single day. I could eat this stuff every single day. I will be happy. All right, Jesse, you gotta have some gluten. This is pure gluten. Oh, that's good. I'm always afraid to try this because this is the first sign I'll know whether a place is good or not. It's really good. It's great. Right? You taste the chilies. That burn is actually a really, it's not overly Mm -hmm. fried. So you don't get that burnt um, flavor from the chilies. It hits you at all the right places, you know? It's like if you just kind of made out with that mini cactus, it kind of hurts you a little bit. Well, not too much. Perfect use of vinegar, great seasoning, texture is fantastic. This is really, really good. Wow. This place is going to get hit hard with people soon, I'm sure, and they'll deserve it because that alone is a really good dish. I can't believe I've been to Vegas all these years. I've been here like definitely twice, at least in the last three years. Never even caught wind of this place. Well, that's what my job is, is uh, making sure I find the best places for you guys. This is it. Now we're going to just polish everything off. Excuse us a minute. This is the best food I've had with you in the last couple of weeks. So here he is in Vegas. The other thing too is how does he eat so much? He has an amazing, amazing stomach. But yeah, he just goes in with the GoPro or with like a GoPro and then he handheld, hand holds a phone. This is, this is nice and fancy. This is actually super fancy. Is this recent? Yeah, this is June 29th. But he's super enthusiastic, right? Like he's yeah, he genuinely loves food. You know, one knock I have on him though is that every time he eats something, he goes, "This is the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> this may be the best steak I've ever had." Like every episode. <laughs> What's really funny is I also do that in real life. Um, I've been told so. No one takes my recommendations seriously. They're just like, "I don't believe you. You say everything's good." <laughs> but at that moment. Your, your recommendations seriously, Kelly? Oh, Mandy! I do! <laughs> <laughs> when we went to get ramen, I was like, oh yeah, I'll try it. But yeah, it's amazing. He goes, it, it seems like, well, maybe he does it over three or four days, but he seems like he goes to five meals a day and he just stuffs himself. His comments are kind of interesting sometimes. Like, there was one time he was eating pho, Mike, Mike, Mikey, Mike Chen was eating pho and he was like, yeah, this is so beefy. And it's like not really descriptive, but (laughs) so funny. But yeah, no, the enthusiasm definitely comes across and his love for food definitely. And he brings people with him sometimes. He has a lot of folks that he eats with. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is what he does for a living. It's not a, a crazy way to make a living, but that's what he does. If you saw him like sitting next to you at a restaurant, would you say hello? I probably would. He says he says hi to people a lot of times. A lot of people recognize him. There's definitely a, I heard there's the Mikey Chen bump, you know, where he will definitely um, 
help a restaurant out, you know, when he goes and visits them. I love that. He's got a huge following, which is which is good for him. Look at this one video has six hundred and twenty seven thousand and it's only been a few days. But yeah, he'll go he'll go all around the country. He lived up in Seattle for a while. I think he moved down to Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh he has a house in New York. He has a restaurant in New York. He has a restaurant. He has a restaurant? Yeah, I think he has a ramen restaurant. Ramen what? or dumplings, one of those. What? But yeah, I think he has sauces. I think he has merch. <laughs> Whoa. He's got um, a little empire. I I'm curious to like find out how much he earns overall. Yeah. I think if you you know, you can look it up. They they have kind of analytics and they give you a range, but yeah, no, I think he's making I think he's making millions. Wow. At this point. When you have yeah, when you have three point nine nah, okay, maybe not millions. All right, guys. I mean, I feel like I need to start my own YouTube channel. We're in the wrong business. <laughs> Mandy, you've already got a head start on TikTok. I mean, this is this is insane. I wanna, you know, record myself eat and have people tune in and get paid to I do know. that. That sounds awesome. All right, so let's see. This is going to, yeah, this is going to make you, Okay, so he is... Now, look at the range, though. The range is really confused. So he makes between 3000 and 48 a month. <laughs> what? But this is just one channel, too. So this is just okay. strictly oh. dumpling. So between 38 k and 583 a year. That's a huge range. It's a huge range, yeah. You can see it goes up and down, up and down. So it's a combination between, you know, and he's sponsored though. He's sponsored by like different companies. So he's doing okay. He's doing all right. <laughs> but yeah, interesting way to make a living, that's for sure. But yeah, you have to I think you have to have that combination of being interesting, likable, you know, new. You have to keep doing new content. Check, so he's check, always check. always traveling, yeah. And to be able to eat a lot. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's got to be a lot of work, you know. I was telling you, editing a podcast takes a while, but editing video is even harder. Yeah. If you or I just walked into a restaurant and filmed ourselves eating, it wouldn't look like this. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of work to make it look good. Yeah. You know? I feel like he brings us like as part of his journey, and we're like with him. Exactly. The yeah. The first person, you know, like he's he's showing you every bite of the food. Which is really cool. And he, you know, he shares his personal life a little bit too, you know, just talks about, you know, he actually went to Korea in the pandemic and, you know, the two week quarantine, he was in the hotel by himself doing push ups. And it was just, <laughs> you were there with him, right? You were just kind of there with him and it was kind of, kind of nice. But all right. Yeah. Good pick, Kelly. Mikey Chen or Strictly Dumpling. Um, you, you haven't watched him much, Mandy? But... Um, I've seen him like, a while back but like i haven't like kind of kept up with any of his like current stuff yeah no but for sure if i you know if i'm traveling to seattle or vegas or anywhere that he's been i i would definitely follow his recommendations he makes it sound good (laughs) he makes it look really good and again he's enthusiastic about everything but yeah sometimes he'll tell you something's not that good but usually he's pretty enthusiastic all right, good pick. Um, how about you, Mandy? You want to pick one of these that we talk about next? Yeah. So, um, Tasty Hoon. I I don't know if I don't know him. You're both familiar. You probably have seen like his like fried chicken and cheese fountain fail. Oh. Um. So sounds <laughs> hilarious. I've never heard of him. Yeah. So he does like a combination of 
mukbang and, and ASMR. Um, but I think he like kind of blew up after his cheese fountain. Um, oh. He was like trying to make a cheese fountain and then it kind of like exploded on him. All right, we're watching it right now. I like him already. I like his haircut. And he doesn't talk. <laughs> he just eats. Um, and it's just, you're just hearing him eat, which I don't know why, but it's like really soothing. Um, and it makes you want whatever he's having. Like after this video, I got Korean fried chicken. <laughs> uh, see, I see this is, this is a terrible way to do a podcast. We should be eating fried chicken. <laughs> we're watching people eat fried chicken that's terrible and then you can hear it when he bites into the chicken too and it's just so crunchy and crispy yeah they have the extra microphone like right by their mouth yeah okay so he's turning on the fountain I did see this clip you're right but I didn't know who it was he's got 387 subscriber, 87,000 subscribers so he's he's up and coming He's he's working his way up but look at this video, though. It got 14 million views. Yeah. Once you go viral. At first, I thought that was a large egg. It like, did look like an egg. Too. It's definitely too thick. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did you put this in slow motion, Curtis? No. This is this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually looks like a very dangerous device. It, yeah, it's getting kind of scary looking. Yeah, it's a chocolate fountain. It's not meant for these thick things. I can't tell if he's still trying to get some cheese. Yeah, now he's just. I think now. Oh, uh, he, yeah, he's milking it a little bit. Oh no. But yeah, so what? Um, what do you think of ASMR and mukbang? What do you, what do you think of that in general? I love it and hate it. <laughs> I can never finish an ASMR video. It always seems like a good idea. And halfway throughout watching one, I just hate myself for even turning it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't like the sound of people chewing. So I, you know, like it's like my worst nightmare of hearing people crunching on food. I love it. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> my daughters like it. My daughters watch it. And I guess I can't totally understand the attraction of it, but I guess it relaxes people. It just makes me want to eat whatever he's eating so much more. Does it ever make you not want to eat? <laughs> no, I always like immediately like I've I've watched a couple um, of his videos and every time I always go and I like I make noodles um, or I like order fried chicken. <laughs> the quant- just- the sheer quantity that they eat, though, that's a little excessive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like that for every food channel, though, I just feel like they eat a lot. Yeah. I wonder if they trained for it or if they just naturally eat this much. <laughs> I can't imagine them eating this much all the time. All right. Yeah. No, I um, I, I don't totally get these channels. I, I know that they were like, mukbangs were like created, I think, for like people who eat alone at home. So that it feels like they're eating with another person. So it's supposed to be like companionship, you know, without... Huh having that companion there. Yeah. I think that's how it first like blew up. I actually had to look at what mukbang means. Do you guys know what mukbang means? Muk muk is food and bang is room. So it means food room. Food room. Yeah. So that's kind of what you were just saying, Mandy, where it's like, yeah, you're in a food room eating with other people. So you're not by yourself. Yeah. You got tasty hoon with you. (laughs) 
that's really wholesome. <laughs> I know, right? You know, it's it's a victimless crime. If if you know two million people want to watch this, that's fine. You know, it doesn't hurt me at all. But um, I do like crunchy mukbangs, but I feel like when it's the slurpee, slurpee <laughs> yeah, those I can't handle. I don't. It's too much. No, I kind of I kind of liked it when like Tasty when he like slurps the noodles. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like, like I would go I would go Tasty Hoon over Zach Choi though, you know, just because that's a guy you want to eat with, I feel like. You know? <laughs> he's just he's a dude that I would just be down to if he if Zach if Zach called me up and like, I don't know. But if Tasty Hoon <laughs> called me up, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm, yeah, you wanna eat? I'm you know, I'm trusting his recommendations. I am right. you know, I'm going down with I'm going out with Hoon. We should be eating ramen right now. <laughs> this is yeah. This that's this is, a, this is such an unfortunate podcast right now. We, ah, we I should have we should have cooked ahead of time. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't totally understand this trend, but I'm not against it. But personally, I I don't like ASMR. But <laughs> but you know, I'll I'll watch it in silence or maybe you know I'll have some music playing on instead of the actual soundtrack of them crunching but like you'd play it on a silent video Curtis just to watch yeah so I don't want to be alone Kelly when I'm eating my my 12 <laughs> pieces of fried chicken you don't want to hear smacking either I don't want to hear the smacking but I'll you know I'm down to hang out with these folks but I don't want to hear them <laughs> that's fair oh um, yeah yeah the noisier the restaurant the better like I, I like noisy restaurants where I can't hear people chewing all right, so my pick for a channel where people eat food. Uh, now, this isn't necessarily an Asian channel, but it was created by an Asian. I'm going to go with BuzzFeed's Worth It. Love this show. Do you get, yeah, I think we all like this show. Uh, it is one of the most popular shows on YouTube. Um, created by Stephen Lim. It was his idea uh, somewhere around 2016. Uh and it's won awards. It's won the Streamy Awards of Best Online Food Show, I think, 2017, 2018. Uh, they filmed in other countries, so that's always fun. They, they're kind of based in L.A., but they've done New York. They've done Japan. They did Taiwan. They came to San Francisco for two episodes. Uh, well, it was just really two restaurants. But it didn't look that great. Those two that they picked weren't weren't that great. So. Where- which what two episodes they did one on toast and oh, so the wow. the like 30 dollar toast was at atelier Kren. she makes this crazy toast <laughs> and then they did another one at uh what's it called barzotto oh yes Ooh. i yeah, remember that spaghetti one. episode yeah and that looks that one was really good that one won actually like all three of them picked it but uh but yeah, so sometimes when you're watching the show, you're kind of like, well, that's great for you if you live in L.A. or New York. But um, if you don't live there, you can't try it. But I love the the concept is great, right? If you're not familiar with it, they pick uh, a food and they go to three different restaurants at three drastically different price points. Some things, some things are less than uh, two bucks, you know, something they'll get two dollar things. And then they'll go up to these crazy, you know, $300 meals or something like that. And then they compare notes on which one they think is the most worth it. Do you have a favorite episode that you watched? Curtis, I can tell you watch a lot of worth it because you quoted the exact intro. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm auditioning. If you didn't know, Kelly, I'm actually using this as my audition tape for (laughs) worth it. I'm sending this over to them. 
I I would love to be on an episode. Too, I would love to be. I on just an don't know if I can have like three different three different of the same meals like back to back to back though. Yeah, like that's a lot. That's a lot. I but it looks like good. I was just thinking about like the the Korean barbecue episode because that was the one that I had watched like the most recently. Yeah. Um, and it was like the first one was all you can eat. The second one was also all, no, I don't know if it was all you can eat, but like, a after, lot. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of meat, I think. I don't know. <laughs> You're complaining? Are you complaining, Manny? Too much meat? You should go on for their vegetarian episode. Oh, man. I, Where I they eat salad. I, I don't know. <laughs> they did do a salad one, but then they went to Tartine and they had like the salad with the tomahawk steak. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'm down for that. That that actually looked really good. Um, my favorite episode that I haven't tried any of these places is it was in New York City where they did the Peking Duck Challenge. Mm. That looked so good. They went to this place where they had like $1.80 Peking Bows. Like they'll give it to you for less than two bucks. And I was like, man, I'd be there every day. That looks so good. <laughs> We're in New York City in Flushing, Queens. That's right. We are with our friend Inka Lam, who is going to serve as our translator today. What's up? Today on Worth It, we're going to be trying three delicious baking dishes at three drastically different price points to find out which one is the most worth it at its price. All right, let's go eat some duck. It's a dollar twenty-five for this bun. Well, for two buns, we got two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. All right, let's see what this is all about. Look at that house-made bun. This is only really one, two, three, four, five ingredients. Mmm. 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 That bun texture. It's like I'm not even holding a bun. It's just duck hovering between my fingers. So this is your first experience eating Peking duck. Mm-hmm. Not just roast duck. What do you think? I'm struggling not to eat the whole thing. It's very, very delicious. A little bite of the raw onion matched with the really fatty duck is a very well-figured-out mouthful of food. Very duckalicious. I'm talking about. Start with Andrew. Which Peking duck spot was the most worth it to you at its price? My worth it winner goes to the Peking duck sandwich stall. It's both special but casual. It's just a great time. If it was a dumpling episode, <laughs> I would do decoy dumplings. Those were crazy. I'm gonna have to go with Hua Yin right here in Chinatown. It's my worth it winner. Eating with friends. The duck was so buttery and so delicious. It was amazing. I loved it. Who was your worth it winner? Alan. He is bringing Peking duck to the masses. Like, everybody can enjoy it. Adam, who's your worth it winner? Wow. It's a three-on-one. Hey, man, whatever you want. Which one did they end up um, choosing? Uh, I think they split on it. You know, they had the super fancy one, but the super fancy one was like a 10-course meal. It wasn't just one Peking duck, right? So I think they split up on it in terms of their picks, but they all look good. (laughs) They they always all look good. They Mm -hmm. do some scouting. I wouldn't mind just being a scout. I don't, you know... I don't have to be the on-air talent. Just want to taste the food. I'll be the person. Yeah, I'll test it out. You know, they want to pick between 30 Peking Duck restaurants. I'll be, (laughs) I'll narrow it down to three. Am I trying too hard? Is this, am I coming across as too desperate a little bit? No. Okay. Okay. You can read out your accomplishments now, Curtis. Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Again, we're, we're big in Ohio. Hey, BuzzFeed, we're big in Ohio. Actually, I think Stephen Lim just left BuzzFeed. He actually started his own um, 
broadcasting place. So oh. he's going to be, pre- he's still on worth it, but uh, he's going to be producing his own content and stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, one of the things that is really great about Worth It is the chemistry between the hosts. I think they were just really funny together. Yeah. And they have Andrew. I can't pronounce his last name. But Andrew and Steven. And they joke and they do puns. And, you know, they have contrasting personalities to a certain extent. But then they're also pretty similar. So it's pretty fun. It's a fun watch. But they're they're on a hiatus, right? Because they did some during the pandemic. But it was just kind of hard to do. Yeah. Plus, they didn't want to. They they didn't even pick the restaurants because they didn't pick the winners from each episode because they didn't want to say anything bad about anyone, right? So they just oh, that makes sense. They were just like, no, go to all three of these places. So it was it was cool, but it was different because they were filming in their apartment and it was all takeout. So, Mm. but they should be back. They should be back soon, right? Yeah, I think. I think Stephen just got engaged. Oh wow! I think I saw that too. So who's the hardcore fan now, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's good for him. Uh, you know, starting his own company and getting engaged. So he's he's fun. He's he seems like a fun person. Um, I like the the side cast too. Is fun. Um, I was we were talking about BuzzFeed a little earlier with Alvin Lim, but Inga Lam also she hosted the she took them around Taiwan to do some interpreting for them. Uh, and she's fun to watch on YouTube also. She does some challenges like the I'm only going to eat clear food for 24 hours. I'm only going to eat orange food for 24 hours. And then she did one where like she's only going to eat food from Studio Ghibli movies for 24 hours. So she's really fun. She seems like a, a nice nice gal too. So the whole BuzzFeed crew, man, nice, nice folks. All right. So that's the eating ones. Uh, there are tons of these. Uh, I think you, I think Kelly, you, you brought up Matt Stoney. He's a competitive eater. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of different channels to watch if you want to watch people stuff themselves. Uh, try what they're trying. There's lots for you on YouTube. I actually love Matt Stoney and like channels like him because I can show them to my dad. He doesn't speak English, but he will... Like you can, you don't really need to listen. You just watch, and he laughs so loud every time. And <laughs> I feel like we bonded over watching Matt Stoney. Yay! Yeah, that's cute. That is true because yeah, a lot of these are international, so you know they're from Korea or from another country, or maybe the audience is from another country or speaks <laughs> another language, right? So it doesn't really matter. So that might be the reason why some of the like Zach Choi has 12.5 million. It doesn't matter what language you speak, right? You can, you can watch it in any language. It's just a guy eating food. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, next we're going to talk about cooking channels. Um, do you all, do y'all cook? How, how much do you guys cook these days? Well, during pandemic, you kind of had to, right? Right. I just feel like because this past school year has been so difficult, I feel like, Every day I'm like, I'm going to treat myself, you know, I'm going to do takeout. So I feel like cooking has kind of like (laughs) taken a pause for me. Plus, we live in a great food city. You know, there's some cheap but good eats around us. Yeah, that's a problem. But uh, so we're going to talk about YouTube cooking, which Mm -hmm. uh, is a a huge segment of YouTube, our cooking channels. Uh, Mandy, you want to go first this time? Sure. Yeah. Um, Lee Ji Cheek. She, uh, um, I know that you've talked about her already. Yeah, episode right? six. Yeah, 
But we uh, actually didn't talk about her cooking. We we just talked about her making quilts and mattresses. Which is amazing. From cotton that she picked that morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like literally everything that she makes is from scratch. Like she makes her own, I mean, obviously her own food, but like also like makeup. She makes her own makeup. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's like relaxing and she's like in rural China somewhere. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's like ASMR, uh, yes. lifestyle, you know, it's like watching someone's life, yeah. but yeah, she doesn't just cook from scratch. She's like, bro, she grows the food. She yeah. grows the yeah. rice. Yeah. She grows the wheat. It's crazy. Yeah. And she uses like traditional tools too. So she's cooking yeah. over fire. She's she cook- makes her own furniture. Sorry. She makes her own <laughs> tools. Yeah. No, she's amazing. Um, let me, let me click on one of her videos here. She is, have you seen her Kelly? No, I've never heard of her. I'm really curious if she's young. Yeah, she is young. She's super ugly though. That's, that's the bad part. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's super white, Curtis. She's beautiful. Too bad she's so ugly or she'd have a future. <laughs> um, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, let's see. Do you know, do you know oh, one in particular, yeah. Mandy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, um. The one that I included in the oh, okay. in the, in the so you're saying I could have clicked the link? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that one is really cool because I think that's the corn episode, uh, and so she like picks it, and you kind of see like the different dishes that she makes with um, corn. Wow. We kind of we we had a kind of some fun on the last episode. We were talking about how my wife was saying look at her hands i don't think she's digging in the dirt <laughs> she would be all calloused up though she is fit yeah wow. those buckets probably don't have water in them <laughs> she she makes like rural china look idyllic you know like yeah it but i don't know like I think that's a huge part of our audience too. Is are people in China from the city who yeah. are longing for not longing, but just thinking, you know, nostalgic for this type of life, and you know, and actually the Chinese government is letting her do it too because they're kind of like, hey, you know, this shows how reliant we are, you know, how self reliant yeah. we are, how beautiful China is. China is beautiful. The filming's also really good. Yeah, that's the other knock. Is like, well, how are you getting these 12 angles? <laughs> yeah. But she has one camera. And I think she has one camera person. And I, so I, I watched a, an interview that she gave. Um, and she says that she just sets her camera on a tripod. And then she just like does whatever. And then she like picks it back up. And then she like sets the camera down. And then she like does whatever and goes back to it. So it's just her and her, and her camera. But that's why it's like it's set in like one place and she just moves. Yeah, she lives with her grandma. That's a lot of corn. Yeah, see, I'd be done. I'd be done after like two of those. But she like makes it look so easy. Yeah, no, she she does make it look like like you'd want to do it. (laughs) She's like, I want to grow some corn. I want to I want to talk to the grannies while I'm shucking corn. My sister and I were, we had a plan to go pick cherries and we told one of our friends about it. And he was like, why would you pay to pick cherries? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've done that. I just did that a couple of weeks ago. 
And yeah, after about an hour, we were all done. We're like, okay, can you imagine doing that for like eight hours a day or 12 hours a day? <laughs> oh, here she is cracking corn. I think it's the experience, especially like being in the city. You don't get that nature experience. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, she's, <laughs> this is amazing. And then she does the cooking. So she, there she is growing the corn, picking the corn. Now she's actually cooking it. And it's all traditional tools. You know, there's no KitchenAid. There's no Cuisinart here. She's... I think, um, yeah, she's making chips. Oh, man. Right? Whoa. Corn chips. And it just looks so good. Is that an avocado? Yeah. She's on the toast. <laughs> they have that in China? Really have I, yeah. All right. She's making salsa? What? Yep. Yes, corn salsa. Oh, man. Lizzie Chi. Take it easy, kid. Yeah, we talked about her a little bit last week, too. She she was in Shanghai. She was in the city, and she was, she was trying to be a singer and a DJ, and, you know, she didn't have a ton of success. And then she, mm-hmm. I think she had to move the, to the country because to take care of her grandmother mm. and you know she knew how to do all the stuff and so she started filming it and then it became a thing a producer approached her and said hey you know I can make this into a series wow. uh, she's in the spicy part of China though so she uses red peppers on everything and so it's like northern like, China probably like central yeah Sichuan or, or Chongqing somewhere where it's like where they love the red peppers because, yeah, she yeah. she doesn't mess around with the red peppers. But, yeah, Kel, she'll use that same knife that she just used there. She'll use that to cut bamboo and build furniture. Yeah. Like the, same, the same knife. Yeah, no, she she's hardcore. And it's just, like, it's relaxing, like, with the music in the background. Yeah, because there's no talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's... The only talking that you kind of hear is, like, her talking to her grandma. But it doesn't matter what she's saying, right? Cause I, yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't understand. But it's just, it's heartwarming. I think. Yeah. No, it's. I've yeah. actually shown these in my class. You know, when kids are walking in the room, I'll have these playing. Oh, nice. Just kind of, kind of calms them down, and they, they kind of zen out. They kind of, well, and they kind of make fun of it. She's like, "What? No way!" Do you show it to you. your fourth period class after lunch? <laughs> yeah, right. And they're all hyper. <laughs> I should. Yeah. I mean, everyone calm down. Watch this lady pick cotton. <laughs> I Me, feel tired you know. from just watching her, like, pick all that corn. Yeah. So yeah. She, she's not, she's skinny for a reason because she eats a lot, but she works hard. You know? Yeah. She's working hard. But yeah, you see how ugly she was, Kelly? Gosh. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> no, she looks better than me like a model. I know, no, she, <laughs> she, yeah, no, she, she, the producer who saw her video, I think she made a dress for her first video, and that one was her. The producer saw it and says, "Oh, this this girl's gonna be a star. We gotta get her doing more stuff." So she's not like just a food channel she does it's like a lifestyle yeah Yeah. no but check out her subscribers check this out she is at 15.7 million subscribers so yeah she is very popular in china but on the rest of the world too doesn't matter what language you speak yeah if if you go down the comments you'll probably see different languages you know these english there's chinese there's probably other languages too because it doesn't matter doesn't matter 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Kelly, do you want to recommend someone to us? Sure. I have Mangchi written down, but I just thought of one that I, that I really like. Um, okay. Called Cooking with Dog. Okay. <laughs> have you heard of? No, I'm looking it up right now. Mandy? <laughs> I have not. It's super wholesome and adorable. It's this Japanese lady who cooks with her dog that has passed away, but Aww. now she's replaced the dog with a plushie of oh. the dog. But it's just really cute. And you would have to watch it with sound to get the full effect because mm-hmm. the dog is the one narrating and he narrates in a French <laughs> accent. And it's just such a good channel. Like I've actually tried cooking a bunch of her things and it's just so straightforward. It's a great channel. Wow. Is there one that you, re- Ooh, is there one that um, you recommend? I want to uh, see one with the dog. Yeah. So four years uh, ago, let's go. Yeah. They all have pretty much the same structure. Like she lays out the ingredients, the dog introduces himself <laughs> and then they cook together. But she's Japanese, right? Yeah, she is Japanese. I think she makes, like, not just Japanese food, though. And it's just really straightforward and just fun to watch. And the narr- the narrator definitely makes... Like, you- you'd have to watch it with sound. <laughs> oh, there he is. What's the dog's name? I think Francis. So, let's see. Let's pick a recipe here. What recipe do you want to watch here? Um, I want to see a Japanese yeah. one, I think. Thank you, Katsu. That looks good. Oh, where was that? Up there. Right there. Oh, amazing. Oh, Wagyu beef, too. Oh. Everything looks really legit. And maybe it's ageism, but I just really believe her because she's like this. (laughs) She's an auntie. Hi, I'm Francis, the host of this show, Cooking with Dog. Konnichiwa. 今日はステーキ丼を作ります。さっぱりした和風ソースでいただきましょう。Let's prepare the vegetables. Use the outer layers of the onion to make the dish more presentable. Slice the onion into half-inch slices and then cut them in half again. Cut the eringi mushroom or king oyster mushroom in half. Cut it lengthwise and then slice into quarter-inch slices. Cut the lettuce leaves in half lengthwise. That looks legit. I agree. I think when there's someone, someone who's a little older, someone who looks like they cook for their family, I'm like, you know what? I'm trusting that lady. <laughs> right? I'm just really curious as to how she came up with this concept. Like, I think she's been making YouTube videos way before, like, just such a long time ago. Now I feel like all of the videos, like, the newer videos have, like, catchy names. But this is just, like, so straightforward and refreshing. It's kind of the traditional cooking show or, you know, she's kind of facing the camera. Yeah. There's nothing, no no fluff. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's, 
I mean, I guess the dog was kind of a gimmick, but <laughs> the, the the dog with the French accent, but also like a slight Japanese accent too. Yeah, it's a Japanese dude doing a French accent in English. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The proof is in the pudding, though. This looks good. Yeah. I wonder if she's does she do it? I guess she does it in Japan, but she's got one point six million subscribers. Yeah, she's kind of a hot shot. That's that's something, man. Yeah. You gotta get your head around these numbers. A million people watch your videos, right? Like that's that is crazy. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely gonna watch her. Thanks for this recommendation. This is great. Yeah. You know what? I think I think that is gonna do it for episode seven point one. I know. Where does time go when you're having fun, right? Uh thank you, Mandy and Kelly, for coming by. Uh thank you all out there for listening. Uh Please, do I have to beg you again to write to us? Please tell me who you are. Who are you people out there listening? Um, please write us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you Again, I will not sell your information. I'm not trying to get your email so I can send you stuff. I just want to know who you are. So say hello through an email. That'd be great. Um, more episodes coming soon. Like I said, we're doing... Um, an episode on travel. I have some folks to talk to us about traveling in Asia. Episode nine is going to be on Shang-Chi. Yeah, we're going to talk about the movie, the Marvel movie coming out. And we're going to talk a little bit about Marvel and comics in general. So that's going to be fun. Stay tuned for that. Check on all the places where you normally get your podcast. Better yet, subscribe so you get notified when a new episode comes out. We're trying to do it every Wednesday. So just log on every Wednesday. Should be there waiting for you. A new episode every Wednesday. But on behalf of Mandy, Kelly, and myself, I hope you are all happy and healthy and safe out there. And thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>